You're listening to teaching from the Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Happy to be here with you today. I'm, I'm going to speak on uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I learned the most, or I learned all I know about Pokemon in the last month and a half or two. Uh, It's really interesting, though. It's a really interesting concept. Basically, what it is, is uh, Pokemon um, means, in in Japanese, uh, pocket monster. And what Pokemon, now Pokemon is a word that can mean one Pokemon or the whole slew of them that there exists. Or, you know, so Pokemon is singular and it's plural. So there's all these Pokemon and there's this one Pokemon. Uh, So that's interesting. Now, what the Pokemon are, are creatures that have certain abilities or powers. And when uh, it was first introduced uh, back in the mid to late uh, 90s, 1990s, it was introduced as a game. And the object of the game is that humans get this little sphere and they capture a Pokemon. And once they capture the Pokemon, they become trainers of the Pokemon. And they train him to fight. And, and, and that's the thrust of it. They're, 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 uh, they catch these, and of course you can catch more than one Pokemon. Remember when we had that sign on our, on our digital sign that we were a Pokemon battleground? Well, when, when they released the Pokemon Go app, you know, that was worldwide, uh, and, and from what I understand, if you really wanted to get up on this Pokemon game and, and be somebody, then you had to rise up uh, fighting your Pokemons in a battleground, specific areas that the, the designers of the game made and you know, sometimes we'd have five or six cars out here and people trying to, you know, fight each other or fight their Pokemons against each other. Anyway, the movie Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu is about a young uh, insurance salesman, 21-year-old, Team Goodman, and uh, lives with his grandmother, uh, his mom died, his dad went off, his dad's a detective, and he went off to a city uh, that was built with a specific purpose, uh, Rhyme City. Now, Rhyme City uh, was a city where Pokemon and humans could coexist peacefully. So there, as a matter of fact, fighting Pokemons is illegal in Rhyme City. So uh, it, 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 it offered this uh, uh, peaceful environment, not only for humans, but for Pokemon. 
so that they wouldn't have to fight each other. As you, as you go on through the movie, uh, you know, you, you begin to see a sinister side of what's going on in Rhyme City. So, uh, in the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, no, I'm not going to spoil it for I'm not going to spoil it for you. But uh, what, what this movie uh, uh, I saw in it is that it provided uh, stuff, or, or it provided the opportunity to have a second chance. Uh, one of the things that, that Tim Goodman does is he doesn't, his father lives in Rhyme City and he's doing this big investigation and uh, invites Tim to come over. And, and of course, Tim is, uh, is uh, kind of salty because his dad moved away, his mom has died, and he doesn't want to go with his dad. He doesn't want to go to where his dad is. And he makes all sorts of excuses for not going over there. One, one of the things that I see in, in the life of uh, the kingdom of God is you, we, we all as Christians try to share the gospel, at least I hope that's what we try to do as Christians. We try to share the gospel, and what do we get? We get a bunch of excuses from people, you know. I don't want to become a Christian because, you know, God's so hard to serve. Uh, so you'd rather serve somebody that'll get you into all sorts of addictions and maybe land in jail, and that's easy? You know, is that the alternative? Others say, you know, well, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with the Bible. I believe everything the Bible says, and you know, and, but it's those Christians, man. You know, they are such hypocrite, hypocrites. We can always use one small one more, right? Can you imagine if that was the attitude for not going to the hospital? Oh no, man! Everybody's sick in there. I can't go in there, right? And all sorts of excuses happen. But this is the people who don't know God. You know, they, they, oh, those Christians, are, if I become a Christian, I'll have to be super boring. Well, uh, you haven't hung out with Christians, obviously, right? Although there might be one or two. I haven't met one, but there might be one or two. I don't know that are boring. I haven't met one. But what about Christians? What kind of stuff do we as Christians do? You know, uh, in the book of John, chapter 21, verse 15 through 17, reads like this. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, John of, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, 
Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Father, we thank you this day for the opportunity that you give us to come before your throne of grace and mercy, to come into your word, Father, and to seek knowledge, wisdom, and the way to salvation from it. Give us your Holy Spirit to lead us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, in that movie, Rhyme City, it was created so that the Pokemon, as I said a while, a while ago, uh, would, would coexist side by side with humans. And, and one of the things that uh, I see happening there is it's providing a, 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 some sort of false sense of security. Uh, how does a follower of Jesus Christ, Peter in this sense, in this uh, Instance in this passage we read, how does Peter fall into such a situation that, that, that he is being drilled by his master, do you love me? You know, uh, we have to go back a couple of chapters in the book of John uh, to the Garden of Gethsemane when Judas, the betrayer, comes and uh, Kisses Jesus and and and, say, and you know basically tells the temple guard and the the servants of the priest and everybody that whole group that whole mob that came tells them this is the guy you want and uh, you know Peter being that gun ho guy you know he's like uh, the son of thunder you know. And he, he picks out this guy, draws his sword, and says, I'm going to chop his head off. And then we'll, we'll see if they want to arrest my master. Well, Peter's not a soldier. He's a fisherman. Uh, the best he can do is cut the guy's ear off. You know. And uh, he picks a servant of the temple guard, a servant of one of the priests. I don't know why he didn't choose a soldier to fight against, but he chose this guy who probably wasn't even armed, right? And so he utterly fails, and, and, and Jesus tells him, this is not what this is all about. You know, we're with Jesus. What can possibly go wrong? I'm sure Peter and all the other apostles are thinking the same thing. What can possibly go wrong? You know, this guy, all he has to say, you know, is say, hey, be still, and the sea calms down. Uh, he can do whatever he wants. So what can possibly go wrong? Well, actually... 
Peter's downfall started even way before that. Before the, the, the scene there at the garden. Actually, if we go to Matthew chapter 26, Jesus is with his disciples and he tells them, uh, you all will become deserters because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee, Peter said to him. Listen to what Peter says. Though all become deserters, I'm sure he pointed his finger at the other guys, at the other disciples. says, even though they all become deserters, because of you, I will never desert you. And Jesus told him, I tell you, truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And then all of the disciples, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to die with you. We're not going to leave. We're, we're not going to desert you, you know. So when we want honor, when we want recognition, when we want attention as Christians, when, when we do the things that we need to do for the Lord because we want to be recognized, because we want the attention, because we want to people say, oh man, you know, we got to give him a, a, some sort of recognition. We, you know, we have to have a special service for this guy because, or for this lady because they really do stuff. When we do our work for the Lord looking for a reward in another passage, Jesus says, that's all you're getting. When you work for a reward, then that's all you're getting here on earth. And so we want all these things because it makes us feel what? Secure. Makes us feel good. I'm doing the right thing. My life is on track. I'm doing what I have to. And so in, in, in the movie... Uh, this rhyme city offered a false sense of security. Coexistence between the Pokemon and, and, and humans was just a hook to get a multitude of people and Pokemon in one place. You know, just they wanted or, or, or the... the, the uh, purpose of it was to gather as many Humans and Pokemon in one place. Now, one of the things that Peter is that, uh, you know, uh, it's funny because when, when Jesus uh, tells them that uh, they are going to become deserters, you know, uh, they're all saying, no, I won't do it. And Peter's saying, no, I, won't not, I will not desert you. But, you know, when they take Jesus away, and when Jesus heals that servant, that priest servant, and uh, tells them, this is not the way of, of, of the gospel, this is not the way of the kingdom of God, what do all the disciples do? They scoop. They leave. Well, uh, uh, if you're not going to bring down angels and smite all these 
pagans, all these godless people, then I don't want to be part of it. If you're not going to be the king that you are, then we don't want to be part of it. And so they all leave. And so distance leads to rejection. You know, Jesus is arrested. He's taken before the, or to the uh, high priest's house. And there's a mock of kangaroo court there. And Matthew 26, 58 says, Peter was following him at a distance. As far as the courtyard of the high priest going inside, he sat with the guards in order to see how this would end. As Christians, I'm afraid that many times we decide to follow Jesus at a distance. We want to know how it's going to turn out. We want to know what's going to happen. And so we follow Jesus from a distance. We don't want to get involved because after all, you know, Brother so-and-so didn't say to hi to me and sister so-and-so didn't like my shoes. Or brother so-and-so didn't like my shoes or boots. You know, we're in Texas. But, you know, how do we follow Jesus from a distance? We do exactly the same thing that Peter does. We're, we're, we stand off, again, you know, let the pastors do their thing, let Ronnie and Richard and Clark and Jesus do their thing, and let the elders do their thing, and, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> we're like, oh, oh, they're looking this way, <laughs> you know, we don't want to get involved. And what that leads to is, and Peter lived it, flesh and blood. No. How does it end? Because Peter was following from a distance, trying to figure out how it would end. That's what Matthew tells us. How does it end? Exactly how Jesus told Peter when Peter was like, oh, Lord, no. I'm your boy. uh, Yeah, yeah, I got your back, you know, and man, if if I got to go first, if I have to die, you know, covering your back, so be it. Jesus says, no, Peter, (laughs) this night, as a matter of fact, tonight, you're going to deny me three times. And he's there in that courtyard, and it ends exactly how Jesus said it would end. Peter Denies him three times. I don't know you, Lord. I don't know who he is. Then he gets mad and starts cussing. And saying, I I don't know who he is. Well, maybe us as Christians, we don't do that, right? No. But... Maybe we'll have time for Jesus, you know, whenever, our, whenever my kid doesn't have a soccer game. 
whenever, you know, man, it's such a beautiful day. You know, let's go golfing. Let's go to the beach. Whatever, you know. And and I'm just, you know, and not just not being near other Christians. Because that's what it's all about. I remember as as a young kid going to church camp in Mexico and, and one of the illustrations, one of the evangelists that preached that whole week was uh, when, when the service, it was time for the service, he already had, a, a, he had lit, and so, lit some mesquite wood. And by the time it was, it, it was uh, sermon time, he took one of those uh, uh, coals, pieces of coal, and put it away on the other side of the, uh, of the stage, cement stage. And he began to preach. You know what happened? That coal went out. Died out. All these bunch, this other bunch, red hot. That one, blue cold. You know. We need to have and, 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 and strive to have fellowship with other Christians because that keeps us going. That gives us uh, uh, momentum. That gives us energy. That gives us uh, whatever it is that we need to keep going. You know, reading the Bible. Now I have people, Pastor, you know what? Pastor Jesus, uh, Pastor Casillo, uh, I try to read the Bible, but you know what happens? Oh my, I get sleepy like you wouldn't believe. I get so, you know, I have to put it down and put on a baseball game, soccer game, basketball, spur, something. Now in Spanish, watch the novela. <laughs> For you that didn't know it, is watch the soap, you know. Otherwise, I'll fall asleep. So I have to put the Bible down and, and, and do something else, you know. And then don't ask me to pray because then I will fall asleep. You know, I'll wake up in the morning at five o'clock. Whoa, whoa, what, what happened? I was praying, you know. According to Barner Research, and this is an old, old research, about 15 years old. Average Christian spends... Only one minute a day in prayer. The average pastor, I'm saying again, this is old stuff, 15 years ago. Average pastor spends only five minutes a day in prayer. Now, like I said, those are old statistics. I'm sure we've gotten a lot better. I mean, I know we have, right? Try to Keep a working relationship with your spouse, talking to them only five minutes a day. Or one minute a day. Married couples spend an average of 27 and a half minutes a week talking to each other. You know, according to Ray 
Brid Whistle, who's a speech communication expert. I would say most of it is not healthy conversation or communication, especially Sunday morning. Ah, you take too long in the shower. That's what I hear they, you know, I've never heard it in our car. That's what I hear the other people say. No. So when we distance ourselves from someone that we want to have a relationship with, you know, it ends up with rejection. That's what Tim did in the movie, Detective uh, Pikachu. He made all sorts of excuses to where he didn't even want to go when he got a, a note saying that his father had been killed. He didn't even want to go to get his dad's stuff from his apartment. He made the trip, though. So the third thing is Jesus gives everyone a second chance. You know, both Tim and Pikachu are given a second chance to make things right. And you're going to have to see the movie to find out what all that is about. And so, you know, we come to this scene that is at the beach. The, uh, Jesus has been crucified. He's resurrected. And, and they're fishing. The disciples are fishing. And John says, look. It's Jesus. And they all flock to the beach and they're with Jesus. And, and they want, you know, to talk. I mean, I don't know. They, if they made small talk or where have you been? You know, well, what's been happening with your life? Well, what, you know, maybe John asking the rest of the disciples and Jesus, you know, hey, uh, about stuff going on in the, in the country. Have you guys heard about that school district up in Pennsylvania that wants to put the kids in foster homes because their parents haven't paid their lunch debt? Well, maybe he didn't say that. No, no. <laughs> you know. But maybe, hey, you guys, did you hear Rome raising our taxes again? You know. And they're going to send soldiers out here. When is this ever going to stop? You know. So I don't know what the conversation was. But at some point, Peter finds himself alone with Jesus. How ironic. You know, Peter finds himself alone with Jesus. Remember Peter? Oh no, I won't do it. If they do, if they, deny, if they abandon you, I, I'll die with you. Can you imagine what Peter was thinking? As Jesus, is, I wonder what, you know, I don't know what kind of uh, humor uh, Jesus had. Yeah, he, was, he had humor, you know. 
Yeah, you, you want to take the little speck out of your neighbor's eye and you've got this huge pole in your eye that you can't even walk. Jesus had humor. And I wonder if he just looked and looked at Peter making him squirm. You know. And then comes the question. And the first question, I think, is really interesting because Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Remember, that's what Peter said. When Jesus told him, you're going to, you know, deny me. And he's, oh, even though these guys do it, I won't. And so Jesus, remember Peter? Do you love me more than these? Peter kind of looked down and said, Lord, you know that I love you. And so the second question is, oh, really? So now this one's directly for Peter. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know that I love you. Then the third time, you know, Peter, do you love me? And in essence, that's the question he makes to all of us today. Do we love the Lord Jesus Christ? That third time he asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know everything. What Peter is saying is, Lord, you know my shortcomings. You know that I have failed. You know that I should have been strong when I was weak. You know I should have done different when I did what I did. Lord, you know, all, you know my sin. You know everything. But you also know that I love you. Even in the midst of all my shortcomings, you know that I love you. That third time really caught Peter. Because Peter couldn't help but remember that beastly night when he had denied his master three times. And here's the thing, and here's for you and me, and for all of us who make excuses. The only thing that Peter does is appeal to Jesus' love. You know, he had betrayed a heart full of love, stuck a dagger in it three times, denying him, and now he's appealing to that same heart that's full, still full of love. You know everything. You know me inside out. But you know that I love you, Lord. And all that Jesus does with Peter and with you and with me is trust us again. Feed my sheep. 
that's the worst he can come up with here while we have time. Feed my sheep. He'll trust you. He'll trust me. Do what I've put in your heart to do for me. Serve. Find a ministry. I don't know. Maybe one of you guys, uh, one of you ladies is good at painting. Well, you know, find a ministry. Not necessarily here at the church. A neighbor. I, I don't know. Find a ministry. Find a place where you can serve. And whatever it is that God has given you to do and the ability to do and the talent to do, do it for the honor and glory of God. Feed my sheep. Do it. You know, and that's what Jesus does. And he tells us again that he trusts us. Go do it. So this morning, I don't know what your situation is in your Christian walk. If you're A1 okay, praise the Lord. If it's just an A, praise the Lord. If it's a B, praise the Lord, but let's raise it to an A. If it's a C, well, let's take baby steps. Praise the Lord, but raise it to a B and then an A. If it's an F, and you need intervention right now. And Jesus is ready to give it to you if you'll only come and trust Him and give your life to Him. Quit giving excuses. That's old stuff. That's old news. Accept. Trust. And obey. God bless you.